What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Amp Side Podcast. As always, we are your hosts, Rob and Bubba. Bubba, how are you doing this week? Hey, Rob. It's been a roller coaster of emotions, my friend. The week's the week's been up and down and, and everywhere, but I'm ready to go against the world and, and everyone. And uh, I'm ready for the I'm ready for Christmas, Rob. Spend some time with the family, my friends, uh, recoup, restart, and just ready to crush in 2024. Yeah, you could be upset in the lead up to Christmas, honestly. I mean, 2024. That's scary, right? We're what two weeks away. Where's we the are. year gone? I don't know. It's been a great year. I'm not going to lie. This has been one of my favorite years today. So um, I'm I'm ready to usher in a new one and I'm ready to get going. Epic. Well, obviously, this is the year that you joined the AM side. Uh, we had your we had your review the last yeah. episode. And I think uh, we've got it. a lot to build on from this episode moving forward. No, 2024. Yeah. That's a great foundations, yeah. pun intended. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, well, we have got a great episode coming up for... All of our listeners today, mm. apart from the one guy who knows who he is. Yeah, Dale. Um, <laughs> no, we've got a great episode coming up. Uh, I should have started this with Ho 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 because this is officially our Christmas episode and it's the last episode of 2023. You know, what? we're sad about that, but, you know, we need a break. We need some festivities uh, and we'll join you in the new year. But before that, we're going to pack in some goodness. We're going to have our annual Naughty and Nice list. So go over things in the disc golf world that were good and what were bad um we have got our gifts under the tree segment where we talk about some of the cool gadgets and gifts that have come out this year uh as disc golf was what we hope to find under that tree we have got dale sort of the week this week is an absolute corker we've already heard it and we can't wait to dive straight into that <laughs> and then we've got a little bit of contract and sponsor movement and we'll talk about that the pro tour a little bit at the end and then we will let you enjoy your christmas open up that tin of sweets and absolutely dive in are we are we meant to wait till christmas to open the tin of sweets because uh I so, someone should have told me cool i'm like two tins in rob <laughs> controversial uh question what's uh so you got heroes celebrations quality streets or roses what what's, what, what's the favorite order? or what, what's the order what's the order oh that's a tough one um Wait, Heroes and Celebrations, what's the difference? Because I feel I always mix them up. And Heroes it's... is Mars. No, no, sorry. Heroes is is Cadbury's, so it has sort of the Eclair, it has the Dairy Milk in it, it has... What has Heroes got? What was the fourth box you Fudge, mentioned? Fudges. <laughs> so, Heroes. So Heroes, Celebrations, <laughs> Roses, and Quality Street. Okay, cool. Celebrations, Quality Street, Heroes, Roses. Interesting. See, for yeah. me, Quality Street is 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 top. Yeah, I, I, but I, I I like I like feasting through. You know, I'm 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 the kid who cleans up the bounties because no one likes them. Nice for me. It's Quality Streets. Then, you know what? Then Heroes because I love a fudge. Oh, I love a fudge. Is that the one with the fudge? Like, to be honest, oh. yeah, you can sort of miss out a lot of the other stuff, but those fudges are gone instantly. Yeah. Uh, then. Probably then roses and celebrations. Celebrations right. for me aren't necessarily a Christmassy one because I feel like any point of the year you can get someone a box. You can of pick up a mask. A present. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. All right, what's your favorite quality street? I like the long chocolate toffee. Yeah, yeah, sick, caramel. sick. I'm down for, I'm down for the big old purple one. I mean, the purple one is. It's got the night in the middle. Yeah. 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 
other nuts yeah. are available. I don't know what nut it is, but it's, it's delicious. It's a hazelnut. Oh. It's a hazelnut in caramel. I have, over the last few years of talking about Christmassy chocolates and obviously last year's challenge trying to throw the lid, I have found out that Americans don't know what these things are. So what? apologies if you... Oh, no, I don't, they don't have quality streets or roses. Obviously, these like English institutions. We should. Um, we should. I, I I know we say this, and and I'm the worst at it. We should put something up on Instagram about it. Yeah, we should. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we, we should educate. We, we're here to educate, and I think if anything, uh, our US listeners should really know the delight that is a tin of tin of chocolates. And well, I'm sure they have like tins and tubs, but you know these like main staples. <laughs> <laughs> these main staples. Anyway, massively off track. Um, I was going to say we're a disco podcast, but yet we're going to get into a weird Christmassy themed episode. Um, caveat to this episode: I've got a new chair, and I think it's a little bit squeaky. So my yes, my shouting at you from last week having noisy chairs. It's not as bad as yours, but hey, if they bring are, on the is there any? Chair. Is there any chair noise? You know, if you hear it, you know that's not, not Bubba. I don't. I don't. Listeners being like Bubba's chair again this week. It will be mine because Bubba isn't in his normal office chair. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like, I've, I've sacrificed uh, my own comfort and I'm sitting on the floor against a wall because I'm like, do you know what? No chair noise this week. <laughs> I'm committed. Nice. Right, so Bubba's about to have the numbest bum in podcasting history. Yeah, it's already um, coming in pretty good. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, first segment, Disc Golf Naughty and Nice. Now, I've been struggling this year because obviously previous years we've had some big hitters, right? So yeah. I think two years ago was... Was it two years ago, which was the Elaine Gate, where you know she yep. snooped on uh, Kristen, got her. Let's not forget about kid yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, and that lost Kristen a, a major at the Champions Cup. We had Nico, uh, you know, in, in twenty twenty two, like you know, basically going off at a, um, off an official for for time wasting. Yeah, I, I feel like it was a. Uh, it was a little bit more bountiful. I I feel like there's only a couple that I remember, and I I will make a better list next year, Rob. Okay, because I I honestly Christmas crept up on me. <laughs> well, I I think we've had just a quite a a nice year of disc golf. So mm. I've got two immediate standouts. Um, the first one, you know, it was the the injury heard around the world, at least in the disc golfing world. I'm putting the guy in charge of Gatekeeper Media's health and safety on the naughty list. You know, think of, just think about it. You stand next to a basket with a camera. It's a bit like the whole, you know, you put infinite monkeys in a room with infinite typewriters. Eventually, they'll write the complete works of Shakespeare. Yeah. If you put a camera op- operator next to a basket... With an infinite amount of disc golfers throwing discs at the yeah. basket. <laughs> it seems a bit silly now. Now, I know they now have cap liners and that sort of... You know, hindsight is twenty twenty, great, but yeah, for me, the guy doing the uh, <laughs> the, the risk uh, the risk write up on the uh, on the gatekeeper media team, he's on the naughty list. He's getting coal this year in his stocking. Um, yeah, I'm sure he already feels yeah. terrible about it. <laughs> if there was one writing up a safety risk assessment, um, working for small businesses, I can assume that most of the time we get away with not doing it, but. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be expecting a little bit of coal in in his Christmas stocking this year. Um, I feel like one for me is is the... I, I can only assume it's still this year, Rob, because <laughs> time's a flat circle. It's been a long year, so... It has, it. but it's it's the guy who's having a lawsuit against Paul Macbeth and Dylan Cease 
uh, the holding company, mm-hmm. for getting hit, if I remember rightly, getting hit at a tournament at their uh, Throw Down the Mountain event. Um, yeah, is it? Is it like... Because it was what's their thing like? No, it's not Happy Farms. That's uh, that's what, the other thing. The, yeah, there's Throw Down the Mountain. He got hit, but he also is the owner of a local disc golf company, and it's called Local Root. Yeah, Local Root Disc Golf. Yeah, but it seems weird because obviously Macbeth is such a big part of growing disc golf in that part of Florida, I believe. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he basically alienates the entire disc golf community. Now, local shop owner versus Paul Macbeth. I'm pretty sure I know which side the community is gonna gonna exactly. side with considering at the time it was holding up development on the course and everything because of course dylan and paul bought bought the land and you know it's just holding up things i, I don't know an update i'm very uneducated in any of the updates if any listener so uh foundation said that the court case has been dropped but it means it can but you know in a way that it can open up in the, game in the future it's oh, been thrown okay. out of court cool. the guy could like reapply it um maybe they had a dylan cease and desist <laughs> Rob, that was uh, awful. I love that. Uh, I'm down for it. Uh, that's a good one. Um, the last one on my loyalty list, unless I can think of one immediately after this one, is the person doing the scheduling for majors in the PDGA <laughs> that put the who scheduled the Champions Cup in the middle of the brand new exciting European swing. So there was this huge yep. promo, you know. D- the Pro Tour's coming to Europe, and then, oh, by the way, let's put one of the biggest events of the year in America, bang in the middle of it, um, which completely is going to split the uh, the field. Obviously, that has been amended. Yeah. But, you know, you can... An apology's fine. You're still on the list. You're still yeah. naughty this year. I completely you know? agree. Also, it's it's not just that, Rob, but they've decided to put the majority of the majors at the end of the year. Like, we're going to have this... this, this collection of like maybe a two month period where we're just going to have all the majors like boom 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 and I'm not sure how I feel about it yet Rob so yeah naughty list for sure 100% Santa don't do it don't drop him off some lovely stuff (laughs) I've got one more now this isn't a person going on the naughty list because I'm sure Philo is a lovely nice person (laughs) but his commentary is going on the naughty list (laughs) because I've said it before if I have to hear him one more time say Oh, that's a bad shot, and it's five it's feet amazing. Away from pin. It's pinned, yeah. <laughs> or oh, that looks fantastic, and it goes immediately ob. Stop calling shots midair if you don't know what's going from on. So, the yeah. worst <laughs> camera angle too. You'll be on side yeah. view, and he's like, "This looks amazing." <laughs> You're like, "What are you seeing, Philo?" <laughs> and then it just hits the GK Pro cameraman in the face. Right? <laughs> so, but the um, but yeah, that's that's the last one. On my my naughty list. Now, nice list is quite hard as well, because although I haven't been able to think of too many naughties, I don't know if I've had too many standouts as nice. I mean, the biggest one for me um, has, and it's going to be cheesy, and I apologise, and that is, um, you know, Teebs, Nate, everyone at Ledgestone. Why, why is that, Why is that, Rob? Did you, <laughs> did you have a trip this well, year? <laughs> They did. They were so accommodating. You know, they they got me involved. I went over to the states, mm. and personally, that's that's a decade worth of nice list right there. You yeah, know, they, it sounded like the best trip. Drove me around. Yeah, yeah. Just the accommodation, the uh, uh, the hosts with the mosts. You know, they they were mm-hmm. really accommodating, and and it sounded like it was an incredible trip. Um, I'm just envious, and I love when you mention it. And uh, so. 
that yeah that that's my definitive answer to nice list i like it i'm i'm gonna add one on just just because um i feel like he was outdone uh player of the year isaac robinson winning two majors there's not many people in a whole season that wins two majors out the gate so um i'm putting isaac on the old on the old nice list for sure definitely come on a board I'm not sure what you're getting on the nice list, but you're getting some stuff. You're not getting cold and oranges. I don't know what you, what, if you want to be on the nice list in disc golf, because obviously the whole nicing thing. So surely, actually, in reality, the nice list is the... It's a weird paradox, where actually, Ooh. in disc golf, the nice list is the naughty list. We just nice it. And then the naughty list is, you know, you, you throw a naughty little line and it's perfect. Yeah. Ooh, that was a bit naughty. Yeah. So actually, maybe it's flipped. Maybe next year, there'll be the naughty nice list, where Too the nice right. list is the nicing list. Do you know what? I, I've got... I've got one for the naughty list then, as in the the good list, the positive list, the tick list. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, Ali Smith for reaching her ultimate goal at Worlds for coming nice. seventh. And, you know, it was nice having her on the week before. Um, yeah, I, I I think she thoroughly deserves it. I'm, yeah, change the sponsorship this season. Do we know where she's going yet? Not yet, not yet. Oh. Obviously... She was such a fantastic team member at DGA. Yeah. Um, she, everywhere she went, she really lifted up the brand. She also was the one that retailed at sort of various fly marts for DGA. So I know that's going to be a hole for them. Um, I don't know who's going to take up that mantle. But yeah, Ali was such a great team member and member of DGA mm. that I know she's going to be missed massively. Um, but super excited to see where she's going to go. You know, at the end of this podcast, we're going to, into this episode, we're going to talk about some off-season movement. There's a few yeah. people that have also, you know, jumped ship, as it were. Or, or confirmed um, to stay ship, too. Is that, you know? Or confirmed to stay ship. Yeah. The uh, the last people to, people to put on my on my nice list. Ooh, um, collection. And there's a couple of, like, some standout names. The first person, and these are all close to home. Uh, Harry Messenger has earned mm. his space on the nice list. Um, what, what was his BDJ award? He got, he got three, he got two, Rob. You got three BDJ awards. Um, and what were they? Right. Correct me if I'm wrong, everyone. It was Tournament Director of the Year. It was okay. Volunteer of the Year. And then it was either Contribution to the Game or Spirit of the Game. And I believe it was Contribution to the Game because I think Spirit was won by Eric Titan. I think you're correct. Mm. But there you go. So Harry won three awards at this year's British Disc Golf, BDGA, British Disc Golf Association Awards. Um... But he has been an absolute powerhouse running the Am Tour this year. Yeah, it's been so Next good. Year he's stepping up that level even further. The disc golf scene in the UK would not exist without Harry Messenger. No. So if you're if you're American listening to this and thinking, okay, they're talking about disc golf close to home now, no, no, we are talking about someone that is not single-handedly because there's a team, but without him, he is a core pillar in the British disc golf community and we are so thankful for everything he does. Yeah. And then that's why my... Ooh. extended nice list is everyone on the BDGA. Now, I know everyone's yeah. got their opinions and this is not where we're going to uh, voice those opinions. However, you're doing a good job, you're doing a bad job. These guys are, they're doing the job and they're working hard to yeah. do what they can in, in British Disc Golf. I'd be the first person to put my hands up and say that there's decisions that are made or you know ways of doing things they've done, which I wouldn't do like that or I don't agree with per se. However, anyone that wants to give up their time to help grow this sport, not just in the UK, globally, 
you're on the nice list because the only reason we're here doing this podcast is because at some point there was these guys doing it for the grassroots game in America and it's allowed this sport that we love to grow, be international and have two British guys that aren't always that clued up on what's going on tell you what's going on <laughs> that's right and at the end of the day they're volunteers too and they chop and change year on year and it's very difficult to pick up someone else's agenda and run with it and i'm mm-hmm. i'm someone who often criticizes the decisions made by the bdga and that's not that's, that's not out of um spite or anything else um we all would do stuff differently and we all have our own opinions and sometimes we should put that aside and just support the people who are actually doing it um, if you if you have an opinion and aren't actioning any of any of that, then maybe you should look at your opinion and decide what you can do to, to make that happen. Um, I'm in a thankful position where I do a lot for disc golf. So I feel like I don't need to be on the board because I already do quite a number of things that that, that are basically backing up what I see where the you know, see where the UK scene's going and I, I, I try and help in, in that direction. So um, if if you are finding you're criticizing some of the BDJ decisions, make sure you either uh, are feeding it back in the right way because sometimes it's very hard to receive criticism um, because it's your baby that you're working on. I know that very very firsthand from Ace. Um, so try and try and feed back your opinion in, in 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 a in a more constructive way, and sometimes that would be taken uh, in, in in a much more positive way from the people your you know your opinions aimed at. Um, that's my advice to everyone. Uh, I think the BDJ is doing a wonderful job and I'm looking forward to 2024. Now, my addition to the nice list, which is very on track with what we're saying because quite a few of these members are actually on the board um, and that's Team Ace. Team Ace have absolutely crushed 2023. I'm proud of every single one of them and I think that um, just by champs alone, you know, we, we had a number of Team Ace players uh, qualify for champs this year and we had five national champions come out of that tournament so um i'm i'm just i couldn't be happier with the team they're they're all amazing people um i feel very thankful to call all my friends and i can't wait to see what we can get up to next year so yeah no our listeners are thinking they're thinking rob why aren't you on teammates and to that i say you know where every what week is it? You call me and you beg <laughs> me to be part of the team, and I say, "Baba, I've got way too much on." It's true. I appreciate the offer, but you know, it's just yeah. uh, it's not something I can commit to right now. So, no, he's uh, got a shirt in his wardrobe. He just he just doesn't want to wear it. No, and he keeps sending every week a new package <laughs> with a new teammate shirt. Honestly, the wife's getting upset. We've got nowhere to put them. It's it's flattering, but you know. I mean, we're trying to collect all the British champions, Rob, and and you're the last one, pretty much. Like, you know, according to Dale, Dale will disagree. Um, (laughs) I have just had a text from Santa Claus. That's right, he's modern now. He texts. Is he on WhatsApp? He's on WhatsApp, and because of our okay, this isn't just an Apple message, just straight straight to the phone like your mum does. This is a WhatsApp. (laughs) This this is this is a WhatsApp, and because Sick. of our position within Discord Media, obviously he's trusted me with this information, yeah. and it's not good news. Oh, is this about Dale? Apparently, no, no. Apparently, every single person listening to this podcast that isn't following us on social media, or hasn't left a review on their podcast listening platform of choice, apparently they're also on danger of being on the uh, the naughty list. Yeah, they've they've got some time though. They've got some time. They've got, they've, They've got time. I believe, yeah. They've got time, uh, a couple of days at least. 
I'd hate to see anyone in the position. You know, I, I love all of our listeners. This isn't from me. This is from the big man himself. Yeah. So it's from the dude with the sick. Do yourself bit. a favor. Exactly. Mm. Um, thank you. I haven't shaved in weeks. Oh, you mean Santa <laughs> Claus? Um, uh, also, uh, I can't believe I haven't mentioned this. Baba has dressed up in a full Santa Claus outfit for this. Obviously, this is a uh, this is an audio podcast. I told him he didn't have to. But, this like, is just talking, He's grown his hair. Like <laughs> he's dyed it. Like he's peroxided it white. He's he's. Uh, unfortunately, this year he's been losing weight, so that's really gone against the whole theme of Santa Claus. But <laughs> I've been putting it back on know. with the, the chocolates. Um, Rob, can I tell you a secret as well? Um, at at some point soon, I won't need to dye this peroxide white anymore i've got some i got are you, some sick are you going salt pepper like in. me yeah 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 I'm, I'm giving you a run for your money um can you see my sparkle you can see my sparkle it looks in the so camera. good That's though <laughs> I'm, I'm all about a bit of salt and pepper dude my hair's a little bit more mousy brown than yours so like i'm not sure what's going to happen with it but yeah we'll figure it out I'm looking forward to it nice oh. but yeah next year full full santa outfit <laughs> nice well, there you go. Um, naughty and nice list. Um, shout out to anyone who is on the nice list. Naughty list. Do you know what? There's always next year. There's always yeah. next year. Work up to it. We should start like really promoting this pretty hard, and then we'll um, and then during the year we should be like, hey, that is a naughty list contender, and then we and then and then next year we should pick the ultimate naughty list. <laughs> or or, or ne- obviously one of our New Year's resolutions. Obviously, we'll do that on the resolution show, but it's going to be organization. We've said it for the last few months. We want to get you know locked yeah. in, be organized as possible. This is all stuff we can do. You know, have we can have uh, listener votes. We can have spreadsheets. We yeah. can we can go all it. out. Twenty twenty four and side. Let me tell you now, is going to be a different beast. I'm so you excited, know. Rob. Honestly, I feel like we're both on the good list just because of the enthusiasm and work we're going to bring to the podcast next year. That is true. That is mm. true. So, um, speaking of, that's a great segment. Let's segue on to the next one. Um, we have got our... I keep changing the name of this segment. It's What's Under the Tree or you know, 12 Days of Christmas or, you know, we're talking, we're talking about disc golf gifts. Now, if you're a disc golfer, we're not going to talk about discs, you know, because I'm not going to say, oh, everyone should go get a DJ Quake, which, by the way, you should. But you know what? You might be one of those weird trilogy guys or Castaplast guys that you're not going to appreciate a Quake under the tree. You know, you should do because it's one of the best discs ever made. But you know what? I can't, you can't tell a madman what he doesn't already know. That makes no sense. That makes no sense. You can't tell a madman stuff he already doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means, but you know what? Quote it, put it on a post-it note, stick it above the desk. Put it on a t-shirt. Put it on a t-shirt. But um, of course, we're talking about um, cool stuff you would like to receive in the discolving world. And I'm going to kick things off with a guest that we had only a few weeks ago. Mm. And uh, that is, of course, a disc doctor. Uh cool disc repair tools um that's the sort of thing that i think you could get someone almost from a secret santa perspective yeah we spoke about it on the podcast which is you know we've got things that are in that sort of five to ten dollar range which aren't gonna break the bank but you know what if you get someone a disc doctor that is gonna stay in or on their bag for the foreseeable until they either lose it or they well, until wear it, it down yeah they <laughs> yeah, use it so it much down. it breaks and then you just go grab another one um in, in regards to this doctor i am talking to nate and he should be sending me um a, a good good old care package so if anyone's interested in some disc doctors we'll um 
we'll have him available shortly. I'm talking to Nate right now, but of course it's a busy time for him. So sometime in the new year. So yeah, I think we could definitely do a cool. Um, obviously, traditionally giveaways we've done sort of like you know get your chance to win yeah, just one thing. Definitely, but we can definitely do some cool sort of um, you know multi winner giveaways with some disc doctors. Um, new year again, spoiler coming up. This is all for the new year show, but we've got some great giveaways coming up this year, <laughs> next year. Um, get ready, we are going to go hard. Um, yeah, if you're a listener of the show, um, there's going to be some benefits coming your way. So yeah, disc doctor, that's my uh, that's my candidate for the first gift. I like it. Uh, for me, I, I think I'd probably just recommend some things that I use all the time. Um, I, I <laughs> When I first got my rangefinder, I really thought, I'm not going to be that, I'm not going to be that person who ranges everything. But when I've been out of practicing, I've been practicing from 60, 70, 50, like specific distances. It's so useful to me now to Bring out a rangefinder, be like, okay, I'm 84 meters. I know exactly what disc that is. I know what shape I need to throw it. And it's such a confidence builder. But I feel like that's because of the rangefinder. If if I didn't have it, because I, I will eye a shot. And sometimes I'm like, oh, that's 65. It's actually 79. And that's a significant difference into what disc I'm choosing and why I'm throwing it. So my candidate for my top gift to someone who plays disc golf is a rangefinder. And we are currently out of stock, but Bushnell will be coming in in the new year. As always, we'll be there for you. But hey, just go grab a rangefinder, everyone. You've got some great options. You've got the Bushnell, you've got the um, mm. the Scout from Atlas as well. Yeah, so that leads, on to the, yeah. uh, that leads on to my second present idea. And that's the, the Pioneer version 3, the bag. Now you're talking... Can you believe we're on version 3? Version 3? It yeah. seems like yesterday we're on V1. Yep. Um, we got the version three, um, sick colorways, but mm. also there's some couple of sort of teasers because if you watch foundations videos, they always have these little slight different colorways. So I don't know if they're new colorways coming out, colorways they tried and didn't go with, but you know, they're normally quite good at maybe sort of doing some low key teasers. I know the one Hunter's currently rocking in vids is this nice sort of like bluey gray to sort of beige it's a it's a nice looking bag really nice so you know we'll see what the new year brings with that but yeah atlas has been on my bag on, on my bag on my back all year um super comfy it does what it says on the tin mm. well it doesn't it does, it's, it's not an actual atlas so it doesn't do what it says <laughs> on the tin. i yeah quick quick sort of a caveat if you buy this you won't be able to find where countries are in relation to other countries through the use of this bag. It doesn't spin on your finger. No. no. Actually, it's quite interesting because the Mm-mm. Atlas, let's, let's go into that quickly. Is that a good name for for a bag company in disc golf? Because Atlas, as a punishment, was made to carry the weight of the world in his back. Oh... So mytho- in, 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 in mythology, Atlas was a person that, as a punishment, was made to carry the weight. It, quite interestingly, he actually tricked Hercules into taking it off him. So Hercules carried it, and then Hercules tricked him back. You're so um, smart, Rob. I believe that's right. Um, but obviously, yeah, Atlas, the, the the famous, you know, the picture of him carrying the world on his back. Now, you can take that two ways, which is... I was going to say. The Atlas bag, you, yeah. know, it, you know, you can take the world with you. you know, it lightens the load. But also, it's a... This bag is so heavy, it's the weight <laughs> of the world. It's not by the weight, it's very comfy and very a, a very good weight. I think it's actually, I kind of do have a grip bag. Don't, don't tell anyone. 
Um, but I got it when I was in Ledgestone as part of a player's pack. I use it for my camera equipment. Yeah. And when I was traveling on a plane recently, I weighed the both and the Atlas was lighter. I will I will say that um, coming from a person who's had many bags, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, including the Atlas V2, maybe? Um, grip bags are significantly heavy. They are comfortable and I feel like you could wear them quite a while. <laughs> they are comfy, I'll give them that. But the Atlas is everything you need in a medium bag. You know, it has storage for your coat, your equipment, your umbrella. Uh, the one, the one thing that annoys the the absolute hell out of me is the fact it loves to fall over, and I really hope they've resolved that in V three. Each version has got slightly less drunk. Yes, yes, which is quite nice. Yeah, the V three does fall over substantially less than other versions. <laughs> um, it was just annoying because really. it fall over, it would fall over frontwards, and the lip on. Uh, what I've got is so shallow that everything just decided to fall out. Like, so I have a little hack. I've hacked mine. See, this, this, think... this, this is the news I need, Rob. Because Atlas, I don't believe sell them. If they do, I will replace it with an Atlas one. But Grip do sell bag organizers. So essentially, like it's a Velcro fold-up thing. Mm. And it adds that it adds a nice bit of structure to the bottom of the bag. It also helps with, obviously, organizational things. But if it does happen to be pushed over or tipped over... It kind of adds that rigidity that keeps the discs yeah, smart. in. So there's a, you know, there's I, I've done a little glow up, as it were. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, Dale has actually sent in some um, some products, though. You know, as well as his thought of the week, he sent in a little list. Um, and I think all of them are pretty good, pretty good suggestions. <laughs> now, we said we weren't going to talk about discs, but if you're buying a, you know, there's if, if there's a, a partner in your life that, is interested in disc golf you don't want to trust them with your discs start sets things like that always great options um a voucher you know ace do vouchers and um, they still do vouchers they used to do vouchers we still, still do, do don't you worry yeah so ace do vouchers so if any of these suggestions i do realize that actually this episode is coming out um two years before christmas around that so this isn't a these are discs you should buy this year these are just things that we've enjoyed Maybe yeah. next year as part of our organisation, we should maybe do this earlier on in the year. Um, so yeah, vouchers. Hey, if there's a birthday in the new year, like my nephew, you know, vouchers. Use this episode as a guide. Um, something that he's mentioned quite cool here, which is the DG UK glow bag. So obviously this mm. is something that Atlas do. So I'm comfortable saying, hey, um, I think it's a cool, a cool sort of present idea. And actually, scaling it up to. Glow bag, glow tape, glow stickers, yeah. a UV torch. I know there's some cool UV torches. Yep. MVP do little LEDs that you can stick in the middle and you just turn them on and it just flashes the whole time, which yeah. um, is, is quite useful because sometimes with the glow disc, I, I personally will shank something so hard that I'm spending 10 minutes to find it and it, the glow's already done. <laughs> yeah, the glow's done. Yeah. There you go. So there's some great glow products Um that exist that sort of someone has showed an interest in playing glow then that's a yeah. great option i would um, love to add on on this for me something that i use almost every round talking about horrific shanks is a disc retriever now so many people do different types of disc retriever the best one that we've ever sold is the dga disc retriever again that's not because the podcast sponsored Ooh, gen- is that is that a paid is that a paid promotion or is that is that, that honest is feedback? that is not it's honest feedback coming from someone who's stocked and used five or six disc retrievers um we do find the dga one is it's just the the, the one that's best built 
It's not broken. It, the thing's not come off. The thing's not gone into itself. Um, we've not lost the tip. Um, and then what I will say is if you're able to get the sticky ball tip, you can unscrew that and pop on the sticky ball. <laughs> Rob, what? Sorry. I don't know what you're sorry. laughing at, Rob. <laughs> There's a sticky oh, ball. Sorry. There's a ball full of suction cups, <laughs> right? And then you can just whack it onto your disc and it just picks it up real nice. That's a really good. So have that Ooh. and the DZA disc retriever and then you're, you're, you're well underway for being able to retrieve everything that you lose in a tree oh, sorry, or a river just, or anything. Uh, let me just deep breath and just re, re family friendly, family friendly, Ooh, family friendly. There you go. The mantra. Okay, he's not I'm talking sorry. about anything rude. He's talking about just the tips of sticky, just stick, sticky tips. tips That's sti- fine. Tips, sticky balls. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Um, Dan's also sent a link to something quite cool on Amazon. It's basically like a disc golf cheat sheet. It's, so it's like a little pocket card. It has. Let me have a look at all the features it has. So it has. Um, basically tells you what speed is, gliders, turners, and faders. So it sort of gives you a quick breakdown. You know, if you're quite new to the sport and you're thinking, ah, you know, it'd be really handy to have some of this information to hand. Um, it also tells you the difference between hyzer and hyzer, where a disc should go on forehand, backhand. So it's just sort of like a, a credit card size cheat sheet, which is, you know what, sometimes, as someone's been playing for a few years, I forget, oh, if you're going uphill, you should, you know, it like you get should something flippier be a little bit more understable yeah right i thought this was a really good gift for for, for someone who's been playing a couple of years dale put this in his terrible gifts section i just want did to he? call him out he did yeah go look at the list this is under the um the yeah terrible disc section and i, I was like this is confusing because that is i i find that a, a really good reminder because no 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 he didn't he did no, no, it's pretty decent presence. I've got it here. His his terrible gifts were... Um, actually, you know what? His terrible gifts were any starter set. I think that's okay, depending on the person. Well, I know. It, um, it, he, he does say Amazon or eBay starter set. Okay, yeah. The ones the Foundation try out and they just yeah. are rubbish. So, you could, so, yeah, okay. And then and then a plastic basket. And then a disc oh, golf no, pocket guide. A disc golf pocket guide. <laughs> Link below. Now, I think... I think is there such a thing as a bad present? Yes, there are things that are going to break quickly, and there's going to you know you know, you know things that like, like the weird unbranded PGA disc golf starter sets mm-hmm. that you get for ten pound. They're, they're not great. There are things that are just going to break easily or not perform properly. Something like a little pocket guide, you know, that's a a great little stocking stuffer that. Actually, you know what? It might be a nice thing, which is a pass it on. So you have it yeah. for a bit. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, okay, you know, this is handy, but I now know all this information. Yes. You're at the course. You see a guy who's played for a week or so. He's been, oh, I can't get my head around stability or, you know. Yeah, exactly. What fade is. And you say, hey, mate, have this. And then next time, when, when you've learnt it, pass it on. And you can sort of yeah. start a nice little chain. The, so, so disc golf is one of the most accessible sports in the world. The, the thing that... It's really difficult. Is the amount of lingo that we use. We've got Anheuser, Heiser, forehand, backhand, overstable, understable, fade, glide. You know, there there is a lot to that. There's a big learning curve, and I think something like this is absolutely perfect. I think Nice Nation have absolutely crushed it. There you go. So you know what, Dale, we are overruling uh, your rule, um, and and we're putting that on the uh, on on the good presence. Um, and yeah, there's. I mean, there's obviously discs. You know, 
but we're not going to get into specifics. If if you are going to buy some of the disc, you got to be so careful, so careful. Make sure it's something they're going to throw. Yeah, um, and do a bit of recon. Yeah, or do a Homer Simpson and buy a disc that you want and hope they don't use it, so you get it for yourself. Yeah, I, I think for someone who's playing uh, th- three, three or four more years, three or four or more years, then their bag's going to be pretty well set. If someone's been playing up to three years, I feel like you can go for a gamble and and you know show them a disc that they don't throw and and you really like, and you you'll be onto a winner. But I think more veteran players become very. Very, very stubborn in in their bag choice and become a little bit less adventurous with trying out new things. I feel like if I was doing that, say if I wanted to buy you a disc, Mm. what I would do is when we played a round together, I would sort of look at what you throw and say if you... I don't know, what's what's your go-to straight fairway? Are you a T-bird man? Um, Undertaker, probably. So, for example, and if you save on the majority of T-shirts you're throwing Undertaker... And I was like, oh, what am I going to buy for, for Bubba? I would try and find the same run. So, oh, you know, it's a stock run. Yeah, that's true. 2022 Undertaker. Yeah. You know what? Because I know for a fact that you're going to think, you know what? Brilliant. I'm not going to throw this now. That's going straight in the backup pile. And that's never going anywhere because yeah. I know that that's there for as a bit of a safety blanket. Yeah. Thankfully, um, for someone like me, I, I've got access to, to so many discs. I, I really like throwing everything. Uh, I, I will go out for field work, have a bag full of 25 discs and... Especially this off season, I've been trying to throw everything that I'm owning to be like, am I missing something in these discs that I own? Because during tournament season, I generally just stick with my bag. That's why I've got the new little Prodigy Apex bag, so I don't have to carry too much. So then, my my, it's so specific the discs that I'm carrying. But see, for me, it's uh, I go through the same thought. It's uh, what am I missing and mm. what am I throwing? And mm. usually, the answers are I'm missing putts and throwing tantrums. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were an MVP kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ouch! Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think that's uh, a pretty good pretty good list of things. Yeah, I, agree. Um, I think I'd be happy to find any of those things under my tree. Um, I mean, I think this, you know, what? No, I was going to say midway sponsor shout and say where people can get some of these things from, but I don't want this section to be too much of an ad read. It probably already has already. Um, you know, the worst rated episode of all time. Basically, they spoke about things and links for ages. I think everything we've spoke to about is not affiliated, apart from the um, the Atlas bag, obviously. But that's uh, that's uh, a personal sponsor of mine. I think, but for me, else, these are all yeah, these are all genuine products that I use week in, week out with disc golf. So um, they're just good oh, products. Week in, that week I... arm. Woo! They're, they're just they're Woo! just good products that I love using. So. Take that with what you want. There you go. Now, obviously, obviously, it would not be a Christmas special without a festive day or sort of the week. Everyone's oh. favourite segment. Um, and yeah, like I said, we've listened to this one beforehand. It is without. <laughs> it is not without its faults, and we'll get onto those. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, I just realised. <laughs> however. We uh, need to take it away to Dale. Um, I just want to preface this thought of the week with Dale loves everyone. He has lovely intentions. He hasn't got a hateful bone in his body. Thankfully, no longer affiliated with Amside Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, very much affiliated. Let's make make it clear. But let's just make sure that he's just being silly here. Everyone needs to know that. Dale, please take it away with your thought of the week. 
What's up, everyone? Dale's back with another Thought of the Week Christmas special this time. I hope you all enjoyed the feature film from last week. I thoroughly enjoyed being back on the show with the boys. Um, so hopefully we can do that again very, very soon. But this week, my Thought of the Week is the Nativity. Who would play who in the Nativity? Now, boys, I want you to think long and hard about who you would pick. The roles are Joseph, Mary, Innkeeper, Three Shepherds, Wise Men Times Three, A Sheep, A Tree, and A Donkey. Now, I've gone for Joseph as James Conrad. He's got the hair. He's got the physique that I think Joseph would have had. Mary, I've gone for Missy Gallon. She's got that motherly appeal about her. She was a very close, um, it was a very close battle between her and Hannah Macbeth. Um, but I think Hannah Macbeth's got a lot on at the moment with, you know, the goat's son already. So I don't think she needs to add another one to it. The innkeeper, I've gone for Brody. I think Brody has that look about him. He would be that sort of, no, you ain't coming in here. We've got no room. Um, so yeah, I've gone for, for Brody. The Shepherds, I've gone for Nicola Castro, Bradley Williams and Jordan Castro. I think they have got the most shepherdly look about them um, and I think they'll play the part well. Of course, the wise men, it can be in no other than Yuli, Big Nate and Big Germ. Yeah, they, they can't be any, any other three. They would definitely be playing the wise men. I've got two sheep. I've got Zach Merton and Calvin Heinberg. I think they've got the hair for it. Um, I think they'll do a great job of being a, being sheep. The tree, I've gone for Gannon Burr. I think that is a, a great pick. Um, I think he's got the he's got the physique. Not that he looks like a tree, but he, he looks like a tree. And the donkey, it's got to be strong. They've got, you know, all the way from Bethlehem, um, sorry, Nazareth to Bethlehem, it's got to be Ezra, big and strong. And lastly, to add into that, Angel Gabriel, I've gone for Paul Macbeth. Boys, looking forward to hearing yours. Oh, that's a lot to unpack. Um, I just want to make uh, two statements about that. Now, I don't think calling someone motherly is necessarily a compliment. <laughs> like, I, Missy, we're so sorry. I don't know. I don't know where that's from. Um, Crazy pills. Let's just say that. Um, and I don't know what giving off shepherdy vibes like it means. <laughs> I don't I'm, know. I, I'm st- personally, I'm... if someone said, "Oh, Rob, you look a bit you, you you're a bit shepherdy," I know. I know shepherds. I know. I, I, you know. I, I know quite fancy. You know, barber wearing flat cap shepherds. <laughs> but for me, the universal stereotype of you look a bit shepherdy is not a positive one. So, like. Uh, Nico Jordan and oh, who was the uh, brand? Was it Brandy Williams? Right? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, please take that as you will. I think I think maybe it's that it's your caring and nurturous, you know, I, mentality. Maybe look looking after animals. There you go. One hundred percent positive spin. Yeah, Rob, you've 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 summarised that very very well. <laughs> Oh, someone had, someone had to. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm worried here. All of our sponsors are about to pull out. <laughs> my feet I, are getting I, wet because I can feel the hot water that we're stepping in rising to my knees. <laughs> I feel like Kelly's already calling you. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we go over um, 
our picks for uh, a disc golf nativity. Yes, because I've been a bit more metaphorical with mine rather than who looks a bit like Mary. <laughs> so, um, however, I I think we may have uh, similar vibes because for me, Mary and Joseph this year are the the new disc golf mother and father, and that's you know that's Hannah and Paul. One hundred percent. You could you could never have a more Joseph and Mary vibes than Paul and Hannah this season. And then it kind of comes into, you know, like like I said before the podcast, the, the kid is little baby Joseph. Little Pablo Jr. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> no, no, little baby Jesus, not baby Joseph. What did I say? Little baby Joseph. Well, yeah, baby Jesus. <laughs> that'd, be, both, that'd be weird, oh. where it's like a few time travel where there's baby Joseph and, little, and normal Joseph. Um, She's your mum, buddy. <laughs> Back to the disc golf. <laughs> the for me, the innkeeper is an interesting one because I see this as someone you know that guards the guards the gates of the disc golfing world. So I'm being very metaphorical and disc golfing with this. Ooh. And I'm thinking, who is someone that protects the who's knowledgeable about disc golf? You know, really protects the the feeling and vibe of disc golf. That's Brian Earhart. You know, Brian is a he's he's such a knowledge base. He's he's almost a disc golf historian. You could almost be the Angel Gabriel character, you know, the narrator character. If there's a narrator in activity, that would be Brian Earhart, someone that can sort of tell you the past, present, and future. He's the he is the the Christmas Carol of disc golf. Um, I love um, that so much, and I, I feel like I've gone for a similar metaphorical route. Right, the innkeeper brings people in. Uh, they feed and water everyone. They kind of look after everyone, make sure everyone is cool, ready for their journey, for their next step. So I've gone with Seth Munzee, Disc Golf Strong. Nice. Because he that's, looks that's, after that's, people, that's... right? Right. He makes sure that he they're tell, good he, for the next he part tells of their you journey. where and when you have to rest up. That's it. That's it. I like that. Nice. The, um, Dale, that's take notes. Shout. I think... <laughs> <laughs> Dale, notice how we're not offending anyone. <laughs> um... I do think he got the wise men spot on. Couldn't agree you more. Know, if you, you, you think, okay, three wise men, it's got to be the Jomez guys, you know, Big Germ, Nate, Yuli. Spot on. No arguments there. And I think they would uh, they would agree with that. I'd, I do wonder that the, the one person not to bring the gift. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it could be three wise men, but I think they'll only bring two gifts. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> What did you see on his Instagram? The big Jim got bitten by a rat the other day. <laughs> yeah, on how, on how his get, on his toe. <laughs> how how do you get bitten by a rat? And why do you have no shoes on? I don't know. It's winter, Jim. Um, it's gold, frankincense, and metal. <laughs> <laughs> um, the so yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, shepherds. Now these are people for me. Um, being very better, people that are looking after the young players in our sport, you know, people coming oh. up. So the first one for me, um, I from the outside of it, it looks like Ricky is a huge supporter of Gannon. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's, he's always there. I think he's a big cheerleader for Gannon during the, um, the All-Star event. He was sort of, I think he bought some chicken nuggets and things like that. And I, I know see. that they're very complimentary on social media Nuggy so bros. Ricky's up there I think yeah I think Ricky's up there um you can say the same for Paul too I, I, I know Paul's Joseph in this in, in this respect but Paul's also been out there with with AB and um he was on the bag for one of the Manhattan sisters am I lying am I 
anyway, we, we can move on. That's fine. <laughs> we can move on. So for me, uh, yeah, Nate Hynot. I think um, he there's such a great youth Ledgestone team. I know, I know that's unbiased there because there's so many great youth, like not youth teams, but sort of underground teams and things like that. There's a lot of young guys on the Ledgestone team. Mm. I think, again, Nate, he also nurtures disc golf in a way. He does a lot behind the scenes about the disc golf as a whole. And I think he deserves to be a shepherd. I think you, um, you had a good personal experience with, with Nate. So, you know. No, but I think I think Shepard's about leading things in the right direction, mm-hmm. right? And I know obviously he's quite a polarizing figure. Um, again, we don't get too political in the show, but he's polarizing. But I think he has he has led the PDGA for literally a lot of things <laughs> literally. Um, he's he's leading worlds this year. I think he's sort of uh, he, I think a Shepard would be a good a good thing for him. And then you know what, the nativity is very sexist. I just want to point that out there's like one woman in the entire thing. So um, I'm putting Paige Pierce as a shepherd as well, because I know having spoke to a lot of uh, a lot of FPO players, um, they spoke about how Paige could be a real cheerleader mm-hmm. um, for for players in the FPO. Um, so Paige can also be a can also be there. Yeah, facts. I like that. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change that for a, for a thing. I had less metaphorical things, so <laughs> we're just gonna move on. <laughs> Nice. Who else are we missing? Oh, uh, again, sheep picking people with curly hair, like like Calvin Heidberg, Zach Merrill. I don't hate the logic, you know, pick people with curly hair. Um, do, you know, do you know what for this one? I I, I think the, the picks for my shepherds kind of work for sheep, right? So that this is the up and coming young players, that the older generation are nurturing and pushing forward. Um, and I I think for that, I think my picks kind of fit pretty nicely. That's the Robinson brothers, Isaac and Ezra. Nice. And the Mandahana sisters. Uh, I I I think they are uh, mainly because sheep come in families. They come in herds, right? Flocks, flocks of sheep. Flock. Uh, yeah, we'll go with flock. Yeah. Um, Wait, and no. sheep herders, they herds. Right? Flock of sheep. I don't flock. I don't know. Anyway, so, so these these are, are two sets of siblings uh, that I I think are just coming into their own obviously Isaac with his season but Ezra also winning um and yeah best of luck and I'm just I tell you the most obvious sheep disc golf would be that'd be Tim Barham <laughs> <laughs> oh Rob you're not even a dad yet man you're, cut, you're, you're really <laughs> um what other player who are we missing I think um Gabriel ooh Gabriel, Gabriel's a good one. Climo, maybe? You know, someone that's sort of been there before, all-knowing, all-powerful. Gabriel. What does Gabriel no. do in the nativity? Gabriel brings them all together and almost narrates Terry Miller. Oh, perfect. 100%. Terry is... Terry's everyone's friend. There you go. Yeah. Um... Although, I, I would love to see Terry Miller hoisted, you know, like on an actual nativity where like the angel Gabriel would normally come down the ceiling on a wire. I would pay good money to see Terry Miller come down from the ceiling on a wire. And Dale also mentioned about someone playing a tree. Now, I know Terry <laughs> has previous experience with, you know, medley trees. Um, so maybe we'll leave the tree out of this nativity because we know what he thinks of uh, trees. And if you don't get a reference... Good. Um, <laughs> so I, I think that was a great uh, Dad's Thought of the Week. Um, smashed out of the park, as always. 
are we are we leaving out who we think the murderous king King Herod is? Uh, is that what we're? Is that what oh, we're, King Herod, murderous king. Ooh, no, are we, are we go moving on, on from that? Go, like? you, go, you, no, you, 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 you can pick your Herod. <laughs> you know, I can't do that. He tried to kill Jesus. There's no what there's, there's for me. No, he, okay, okay, okay. Well, I guess the only reference right is is the person who we call Disc Golf Jesus is James Conrad, and the only person with a motive that would even come slightly to murder would be Paul Macbeth because James Conrad took one of his world titles. Do you know why I was about to pick Paul Paul as Herod as well? Oh, let's go. It's because obviously you no, know, because like Herod was trying to kill all the children, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like. Cole, Cole Klein almost won USDGC last year, yes. and Paul and, 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 and Paul killed that dream. So, so, <laughs> so we, we are we so, are fitting in disc golf law with nativity law right now, pretty good. Yeah, although Paul does play two characters, but now he's the goat. He can have two scenes. Hundred <laughs> He's a one, Hey, he's he could have the one man show every once. Um, but there you go, disc golf nativity. Uh, please let us know who you'd pick. Uh, please let us know if you were offended so we can apologise again in a chat. Um, Amside underscore Dale is where you can find <laughs> him. Um, there you go. Um, so that's kind of the uh, the end of our of our Christmassy segments. However, we had some news this week regarding the Pro Tour, and I think it's worth talking about that. Now let's talk about um, some teams and some movement. First of all... Um, me, Ooh. I announced on Instagram that I will be supporting, not supporting because they support me very much more by giving me awesome discs. I'll be representing DGA going 2024 season. Um, they yeah, are a great sponsor as far as I'm concerned. They're hugely supportive. It's a great team to be a part of. Um, go watch my reel on Instagram if you haven't already. I was quite uh, happy with that one. Had a yeah, bit of fun making that. Congratulations on the on the re-signing. That's good news. Thank you. Yeah. There are there are some interesting AMSA related uh, signings coming out in the new year as well, so mm. we need to um, we need to hold off for those. Um, other UK one, uh, very recent. Harry Messenger has made the Mint team. Yeah, Cash Harry, Mint that's team. so well deserved. He's been back in Caster Plus since I started, so um, it's nice to see a manufacturer pay back some really good ambassadorial um, uh, just love. Basically, yeah. So Tom Potter and 100%. Harry Messenger are on Team Caster Plus Mint, and I think they both very, very, very much deserve it. Does this mean that Tom can now um, get a PDGA rating and stop playing in MA3? No, unfortunately <laughs> not. No, t- Tom will not. You you will not move Tom <laughs> to get a PDGA, re- PDGA number. I hope so. Tom, uh, talk to us. The guy's been playing for donkey's years. He's, <laughs> he hasn't got a PDGA rating. It's one of those infuriating things ever. Um, yeah, that's some that's some local uh, some local heroes will say getting getting a bit of uh, mm. better sunshine from some manufacturers. That's great to see. Um, obviously, you mentioned Ali Smith. We've mentioned her a few weeks now. Leaving DGA gutted, but I'm going to keep bringing it up until we know where she's going. We don't know just yet. Um, another big friend of the show, Ben Calloway. Um, he announced that he is going to be sticking with Discraft for 2024. I got somewhat I got something to say about Ben's post. It, it, it seemed um I was gonna get up to read it uh word for word. But um if you are on Instagram, go check him out, Ben Calloway, uh DG. And it just seems a little bit like he had options and this is this graph's the best for him, but it, it did seem like um that oh 
I don't want to put it out it the wrong way. It seemed a little bit like he it, wasn't necessarily happy about it. Is thank you. Yes, that's that's the best way to put it. Um, but yeah, it, it did seem that way, and I'm I'm curious. I'm I'm curious to ask it him next year. It was a little bit like it was like broccoli, right? When mm-hmm. you're a kid, so mm-hmm. it's uh, you're not excited about eating the broccoli, but your mum says that's what you, you got to do because that's yeah. good for you. It seemed a little bit those vibes, which is you know it's been a really hard decision, but I'm going to stick with Discraft, thinking a bit like. Okay, there are options, but maybe this was yeah. the best one for him in terms of family. But you know what? He is a friend of the show. We'll get him on in the new year. I'm sure yes. he'll come on and yeah. talk about that decision making. It, it did. It did seem that way us. when we when we had our interview with him. It did seem that a little that way. You know, he was a little um, hesitant to say that he might not be on Discraft next year. And I, I felt coming from a competitive person, um, if you know, he was very. He had a lot of accountability for his season last year for him getting dropped from the elite team. And I feel like I'd be a little bit hurt um, after that. So there is potential that, you know, they didn't want to up him back to the elite team. So that would, that would make me think I wouldn't want to stay there. Okay. You know, like I backed you for this many years now and, you know, I, I, I don't know. That's my speculation. Obviously this is all speculation and assumption and I'm, I'm just, really curious to how all that stuff works in the background but um i'm looking forward to seeing how ben does i feel like he had a really good focus off season in the mind and i'm i hope he comes out the door sprinting absolutely i think i was chatting to instagram the other day mainly to both drown mutual sorrows and how badly our mutual nfl teams have done he's a packers <laughs> fan i'm a bears fan oh boy i know i know we're fierce rivals but when we're both playing as badly as we are then it's uh you know, it's a bonding experience. But I was saying about worlds. You know, um, mm. he doesn't necessarily he doesn't necessarily have a caddy or not have a caddy. But I sort of floated the idea of doing a bit of a caddy cam sort of thing, sort of caddy slash media man, do some fun fun content with him during worlds oh, next year. Um, which uh, we will see if that plays out. But no, um, yeah, I, I'm personally glad that uh, that Ben's with Discraft. I think um, I think he's a great member of the team, and I think he's a like I said, big competitor. And I think he's going to really be gunning for that elite series, uh, elite team spot. Um, he's very focused. Who else have we got? Uh, ooh, ooh, hey, words. Clemenade. Chris Clemens. Now he's leaving Dynamic. Now this is huge because this is one person I can't see with another manufacturer personally. Nope. Um, I can see him doing two things. One, going the Eric Oakley rope. Um, obviously, Multiple. Eric also... Did Eric come from Dynamic as well? They're both did, Dynamic. Yeah. yeah. So I could see them going to someone like an infinite open bag, multiple sponsors route. Um, that would make sense to that would make the most amount of sense to me in terms of his personality and him as a player. Mm. Um, he's also got a great brand as well. So the whole Clemenade thing could actually be used universally across multiple manufacturers, right? So you could have. A clash lemonade, which makes a lot of sense. Yes, um, you could have, but then you could also put a lemon stamp on, you know, discraft discs or cast plus discs. Anything. anything. It's really, it's really good branding. So I think that branding is really strong, and I think that's going to help if he does get a mixed bag. Otherwise, maybe it's sort of a little bit of hype for hype's sake, and maybe he's just transitioning within the um, the family, as it were, because obviously, latitude own. 
loads of different companies. Maybe they're just sort of redirecting. We don't know what those internal conversations are. Maybe they're saying, yeah. Chris, you're great and dynamic, but I think you'd be better over on this team. And they're maybe just re-evaluating and moving their assets around a little bit. Yeah. So they might go to Westside or Latitude. That would be interesting. That would be the first move that we kind of see from that. And obviously there's a wider scope of the House of Discs yet. But from what I've heard from vendors at the moment, the House of Discs group isn't as cohesive as, as we might think it is. And I, I think it's going to take a few years before any proper company strategy goes into that 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 group of the uh that group of companies so um Fair yeah uh, it's quite interesting though because like like you said i don't really see clemonade on on anyone else right now and there's he, he's the least discraft person i can think of <sighs> yeah and i he's probably the least dismania person i can think of yes i mean Innova's I mean, a weird bit... one Innova's like vanilla you could put anyone on Innova really but again yeah. i couldn't really see him in Innova. Innova doesn't have a style in when it comes to their team but Dismania yeah. is is a really interesting point, right? Because Dismania only have from even light memory. It's not like Casey White did too much this year, and I'm sorry, Casey, if you're listening. But um, and obviously we got Carl Klein crushing, and then we have got Eagle. And there are some dirty rumors out there that Eagle is not going to be on Dismania for next year. And what do you feel like that's going to do to Dismania's rep? Because they lost Simon. They, they ha- they've had significant struggles this year due to their, their plastic price, um, the the amount of discs they're releasing on, on, on the time. Their limited edition schedule is is the worst out of everyone. And, you know, they've been ramping up their, their stock malls this year, which is great. But uh, they're, they're four or five pounds more expensive than everyone else. And that's a significant amount of money. My thing with um, Dismania is when I first got into the sport, they were almost the, they were the premium option. Everything felt good. Mm. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't overly flashy. They had their stock runs, and obviously they were in of a partnered, but they had their stock stuff. You knew it flew great, and then they did the occasional um, tour series, as it were. So yeah. there was the. The Midnight Prowl and the Iron Samurai, and you know there was the, the, the alternates every year. Yeah, there's the exactly there's the alternates, but they were a version of a stock disc, mm-hmm. and I think they were great. And then their mystery box, fine, once a year mystery box. I have no idea what's going on with this mania because it seems like they don't. It almost seems like they don't make stock plastic anymore. Yeah, and they're too busy bringing out a niche weird product at the moment they're sending people on some kind of treasure hunt but by the sounds of it you have to buy like 50 mystery boxes to complete a set and then you have to trade in with friends and then only one person in the world gets to win some boxes it seems mental whoever's going on their sort of marketing planning just stick with what you know which is making good plastic this is coming from someone that loved the md3 it was my favourite mid-range when I started playing. The first two years of playing, the MD3 was my go-to mid. Mm. Because you could pick up a lot of C-Line MD3s. Now, these are the innovative ones, the older ones. Uh, obviously, uh, I transitioned to DJ, so I didn't really get to play with the sort of the newer ones too much. The old innovative MD3s, you could pick up and they just threw very... They were very consistently made for innovative manufactured products. Um yeah, and Dismania just meant quality and consistency. What I'm saying is that it, 
what I don't recognize what this Dismania is. I it has the same name, has the same logo. Seems like a completely different company. They started off so good with some really good hype, some really good media and content with their Crush Boys, and it started off perfect if, if in all honesty with their original stuff oh i didn't actually answer your question if uh if eagle leaves I, yeah I, sorry I can't, that that's a that's a pr disaster which i don't think yeah. they'll be able to get over because no. the two biggest players that have been it's like a sinking ship the two biggest people yeah. to represent and love that brand they if you bled if you cut southern eagle a year or so ago they'd bleed dismania I, I think like you were saying i i think their marketing departments had a really hard time pivoting so we went through COVID where, you know, we couldn't buy enough plastic as in, as in consumers, you know, as, as a consumer, we, we love to buy plastic in COVID. Um, we weren't going out. We, we had a bit of a surplus of money and we were just ready to kind of buy whatever we wanted and go out and play disc golf because it's, it's what we could do at that time. Now, it feels like their marketing strategy is based from those numbers and that uptick and they're still trying to still trying to somehow sell discs that are 28 pounds and that is insane in the market that we have right now where people aren't buying a lot of plastic i know that firsthand and it's not just ace who (laughs) have seen a decline in sales it's across the market so it's quite clear that this mania are also seeing a decline in that they just haven't been agile enough to pivot on their strategy and they've just gone gone home with it anyway, even though it's not been working for a good year and a half from what I've been talking to in regards to this mania themselves. And it's crazy to me that they haven't been able to pivot and stop what they're up to, even though it's not working. Couldn't agree more. I think, yeah, I, if Dismania wasn't a thing in a couple of years, I wouldn't be surprised. I hope they can survive next year. Why? What's, what's next year? What are you hoping for next year? No, I just hope they can survive. I don't think they're doing very good right now. From oh, yeah, from, I, from what we can we we can discern from all of our vendor conversations, is that they they aren't doing too great. I mean, I mean, there obviously there's been rumors for quite a while that Gannon Burr might be going to them, and that could mm. be a huge savior in terms of. I think Gannon's got a huge pull when it comes to. You know, fan base. I mean, maybe, That'd be interesting. Re- maybe rebuild. Okay, so if you're, uh, would you really swap out? I would. I would have Gannon Burr alongside Eagle. I would do my utmost to keep Eagle. If if I know Gannon's coming on the team, because uh, because personally, I I, and this is just purely a eggs in one basket thing. though. I've never thought that Eagle was as big of a media like YouTube personality draw as people make him out to be i don't know that's just because i don't necessarily watch his blogs as much yeah or, or vlogs as much um mm-hmm. but he's an exceptional player exceptional player mm-hmm. like eagle you know he's a um what do they call kids that are just geniuses prodigy um yeah like oh, should should have guessed that um <laughs> yeah he like obviously he was like his child prodigy he is an incredible player like the guy can win anytime he decides to show up um yeah, I mean, I wish I had 10% of Eagles talent when it comes to disc golf. Yeah, he's but coming back with I, a vengeance I, I next think... year too. He's got a point to prove. Yeah, but I, I just I just think that he, I don't know if his marketability is the same as some other players right now in disc golf. Mm. Um, okay. I think Gannon has a better stake in marketing currently right now because he's this sort of, he's part of that sort of 
you know, touring YouTube crew. He's sort of, uh, was, he's winning a lot. He's for me, fun. it would be smart bringing across the whole Flog Squad. Yes, because you've already got Babcock on there. Yeah. Like, so yep. you could get hold and of And they're him. young boys if too. Could, if you could get hold of probably, the things, if you could get hold of the majority share of the Vlog Squad. Yep. Because you're, you're not picking up Isaac Robinson. No. You're, you're just not. His stake is way too high right now. His stock, rather, is way too high right now. If you can pick up Gannon, you know, bring Alden across, um, maybe maybe Ezra. Um, yep. You know, if you can if you can get 50% plus of the Vlog Squad, then currently, or so what then happens is that, that YouTube channel becomes a Dismania advert. Yeah. It's what Simon's YouTube was doing for Dismania. Yep. And that right now they need to fill that hole back in with people that are making fresh, fun, um, consistent media. It's why Silas Schultz is so good for Dismania. But you, can't, you really can't sleep on that. But it's just Silas is currently building that following where I think yeah. he has got a season or two and he will be, you know, be up there. media level um, uh, at what we're seeing out of Simon, etc. So, yeah. yeah, I think they a rebuild is needed. I don't think it's how do we save this ship, it's how do we transfer something into a new ship and then maybe go in a different direction. And that's full, how I would save Dismania. Full pivot, full agility. Um, and yeah, like I said, if, if if they didn't pull it out of the bag next season, I, th- I think we might see our first major casualty in, in disc golf. Well, you know, the uh, I don't know if there's any news as released. There may have been. I think I might have heard some whispers, but I'm interested about the whole Lone Star stuff because that seems a little bit Ooh, interesting as well. Talk to me. I've not even heard the whispers. I know, a few, I know. I think a few players are leaving Lone Star. I know they're. I think Is that big players? Guy left. Oh my goodness! Really? Um, yeah, I think I think their marketing guy left, and he like um, because Chan is it is it Chandler Kramer was a Lone Star? Yeah. He sort of he put a post out saying, "Oh, uh, I'm leaving Lone Star, but if anyone wants to pick up a pick me up, I'm free." So which seemed a little bit like he's leaving something without happened. having anything. Yeah, and the marketing guy was sort of the same. His post was around the lines of, if anyone wants to work with me, I'm now open to work. So it almost seemed like it wasn't so, a leaving for a better opportunity. Oh, damn. So we might have so a, that, a casualty already. Maybe. You know, if you're talking about eggs in one basket, Lenstar seemed to be the guys that did it. So they really, all, um, they really went gun high. They went guns yeah. are blazing. So I don't know. These This isn't very Christmassy. You know, this is, uh, you know, this is... For New Year, this 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 negativity is for for twenty twenty four. We do have um, some good news. We do have some good news to finish off this episode. What's that? Worlds is coming to Finland, twenty twenty five. Worlds is coming, coming to Finland. Worlds is coming to Europe in twenty twenty five. I'm already planning my trip to twenty twenty five Worlds, and I can't wait. I'm hoping to join you there, man. That's going to be such a good one. Like, because obviously all the big pros are going to come to Worlds because it's Worlds. So we're gonna have this probably the strongest European field we're ever gonna see. Yep. Um yeah, it's 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 gonna be an incredible event and I wanna be involved in that as much as I can from yeah. a perspective. And also um, I just can't wait to see how many of the UK scene because you know uh, quite a few people who qualify for worlds because we're we're such a small yep. country. And it's gonna be a short trip over there, so I'm really hoping that's gonna be a massive Does that mean UK contingent is also gonna be in Finland. Mm-mm. No, they're 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 all separate. Ah, okay. Yeah, I think. Um, oh 
Sharky put it in the chat. Uh, Harmony Benz, probably, for Amworlds 2025. Okay. That still makes sense, because obviously amateurs are still majority stake in the U- US in terms of people competing in that event. And then obviously the ability to travel. I, I don't hate that. That's fine. Um, yeah, super excited about Finland, man. That's going to be yeah. such a great event. Um, well, and we've got a few years to plan it, which is always yep. good. The the last thing I want to say is almost an apology because something that I missed out on last week's show, which was almost criminal, um, is I mentioned that Harry Messenger, obviously on the nice list, won a couple of awards during the BDJ Awards this year. Three, Rob. <laughs> three awards. <laughs> Although someone that has won a BDJ Award three years in a row is this man <laughs> sitting across from me on the screen. Um, Bubba, you won the BDGA like mix player player of the year. That's right. That's such an epic achievement. I know you even said like you know if you win it'd be a farce. So you know something's gone wrong. The voting's yeah. gone wrong. Just seeing that like there was a... so many good players in that list. Um, and just got to thank everyone for for putting in their vote. Um, m- maybe I've, I've won it because it's a popularity vote. Uh, that that also sounds really big headed, but like. Um, Everyone was at champs, and I feel like I celebrated with everyone, and I feel like that was really the recency bias that maybe took me oh, over, 100% over the limit. Recency bias, yeah. But also, well, no, it was fifty percent recency bias and fifty percent just obviously just shows how much people think of you in the British disc golf scene. So, yeah, little soppy moment there. Um, well, I absolutely love everyone. So, thank you, thank you for everyone for supporting me and and, and bringing your vote. It, it means. Honestly, it means so much to me. And uh, yeah, thank you to everyone who made that happen. If you're at work, you listen to this, or you're at a dog walk, or <laughs> just at home, you know, round of applause. Let's all join in. You know, people wondering what you're doing with your headphones on. Uh, there will be a round of applause right there. Um, yeah, everyone got a funny look then from the woman across from you in Tesco's. <laughs> there you go. Um, but no, that is the end of our episode. And that's pretty much the end of the year. Just a few things to say. Um, of course, the. Because actually, it will also be the end of the season because obviously the new year will be Amazon season four, mm. um, I believe. Uh, I've been doing this a little while, um, so it'll be episode one, season four, um, which is going to be super exciting. Like we said, season four, we've got some huge announcements. So just look out for that yeah. new year's episode because I think a lot of them should be ironed in at that point. So really excited to bring you Amazon 4.0 in the new year. Um, but of course, there's been people that have been in our corner all of 2023 that have made the podcast viable, doable, and just a pleasure. And that is, of course, our sponsors. Um, Starting things off with Ledgestone. Obviously, I put them on the nice list, but Nate, Paul, Pete, everyone over at Ledgestone, um, this really nice guys that could not support us more. Um, And they also make incredible limited run discs. They're doing some ridiculously cool Christmas stuff at the moment. They've got Christy, uh, Christy? got Christmas mystery boxes. They've got the pre-season releases. They've just got so much cool stuff. It's actually hard every week to talk about what they're doing because they release like six things a week. All I can say is go follow them on uh, social media. Just keep up to date with what they're doing because if you like cool discs, you know what? You might be thinking, oh, I don't need a new disc every week. No, but keep following them because <laughs> some of the stuff they bring out one in 50 discs you're going to look at and say i need that in my life yeah, i need it in my bag genuinely really special so go check them out um shop ledgestone if you do want to buy anything um and you can use our link through our link tree in instagram 
um, and just that basically just tells them. I don't, I don't think we get a kickback from that, but it nope. tells them that we, we sent, sent you. you that way, and you know that gets a thumbs up from Nate, and that's uh, that's always a good thing. Um, of course, uh, DJ as well. DJ have supported me massively this year. Uh, they supported Dale massively this year, and they supported the podcast massively this year, um, and we love to support them. Um, and we can't wait to continue that partnership going on into 2024. Um, they still have their festive sale on until New Year's Day. So make sure you check that out. Um, yeah, I, in previous episodes, I've gone over what that includes. But go on their website, discoff.com, because there's so much stuff on sale right now. Um, so maybe if you get some money from a, a relative on Christmas Day, you know exactly where to go and spend that and get yourself a bargain. Um, outside of sale periods, you can use code AMSIZE and get yourself 10% off your regular order as well. So that's going to be something going on into the new year. Um, and that's the sort of a kickback we love to be able to give to our listeners. And then there's just one more. Um, it's just a little old UK I can't, I can't store. Really, I can't, oh, what's it called? Is it Mace? Base? <laughs> Base. Someone. Someone. <laughs> Base Disc Golf. It's Ace Disc Golf. Um, and... That is the store run by little old me. If you want to come support us, um, we are going to be celebrating the end of our fourth year in business. So we're coming into our fifth year in February next year. Uh, we're really excited. It's still still very, very young. But like, yeah, we've just got in a big MVP restock. We're going to be taking it quiet over the Christmas period. Um, so we're having a week off so we can all spend some time with our family and friends and take some well-needed rest because we are at that warehouse 24-7 normally. And we'll be back at the 3rd of January, ready to go again. And uh, you can start seeing some restocks come in at the end of January. That's when we start kind of ramping up uh, all, all of our stock yet again for the new season. Uh, thank you for everyone supporting Ace this year and the years prior to. We really appreciate all of you and can't wait to do it again next year. I mean, and from a personal perspective, so Ace's uh, support for the podcast really comes in the form of um, technical support. So the software we record on, the mics that I'm talking to you through right now have all come through Ace. Um, <laughs> in fact, the level of software we can use means that we have individual tracks that we can edit really easily, which is great because, you know, last episode we mentioned Bubba has a, you know, a casual swear now and then. This episode, no money needs to go to charity because Bubba has been clean as a whistle. Let's um, go. But yeah, Ace just makes that, as someone that does the editing, Ace makes that extremely easy and I'm incredible, incredibly, incredible or extremely. Pick a word, Rob. I'm extremely grateful for that support. Um, just personally, you know, it's uh, it's the end of the year. I want to shout out my, um, my own sponsors as well. Um, I'm also supported by Whale Sacks. Now, I didn't mention them in the Under the Tree thing, which I feel stupid for doing now. A Whale Sack is such a cool thing to have as a stock. You got your Whale Sacks hoodie on too. All year round. I've got my Whale Sacks hoodie on. I live in this thing. It's so comfy. Um, I was going to say not sponsored. That's literally this point is me talking about sponsors. (laughs) Um, Do you know, if you get sweaty hands, wet hands, Whale Sacks are awesome. and And it's run by awesome people. Just Tina and Eric at the helm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, thank you for Whale Sacks. Atlas, obviously, I mentioned with the bags, DGA, Lesdone, Distop, just everyone that supported me this year. Thank you very much. Um, and thank you to you guys. Um, you mm. guys, I consider a, you know, a sponsor, a supporter. Um, because just through listening and engaging with our social medias or 
these podcast episodes you are supporting us massively and i'm grateful for every single one of you so thank you very much and the last the last things from me will be a big thank you to you rob and obviously dale for keeping this going uh in into year four of the podcast i think consistency is incredibly um it's incredibly important and without you guys keeping on this going then i couldn't realize a dream of being on a host of a podcast myself so thank you guys very much for trusting me at the helm with yourself so um, i'm looking forward to 2024 with you guys it's going to be amazing awesome well there you go i'm always trying to drag this out because i want to end this is the end of the 2023 season um Bubba, you always have a very important message and i think this message is something that is extremely important this time of year it's so, so why true don't you remind people of a very important thing hey it's it's in the words of Lizzo, and if no one's told you today you're special and we love you we absolutely do love you so there you have it i've been rob you've been bubba i've been bubba dale has been dale he has <laughs> dale he always has. will be <laughs> I, I would i would say he's been unapologetically dale but i think after this episode there is some apologizing <laughs> to be had Hello, we have been your hosts of the 2023 Amside Podcast. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And we can't wait to speak to you in 2024. But if we don't see you on the course, we'll see you on the Amside. <laughs>